You may have noticed it's been kind of a difficult year. In case you missed it, we had Australian bushfires, we had coronavirus, we had stay-at-home orders, we had the stock market crash, we had protests, some peaceful, some were violent, we had murder hornets arrive in the United States, we had deadly West Coast fires which just took forever to get under control, we had record-breaking uh, hurricanes this past season, we had a record-breaking 12 hurricanes make landfall which is unheard of. We had political chaos and division like we haven't seen in a long time, maybe ever. Then we start off a new year with the siege of our U.S. Capitol and continuous polarization, people against people and an unwillingness to compromise. And you know what? We're all tired. We're tired of it and we're tired, we're weary. Three times in this passage that Larry just read for us, the word weary appears. I don't know about you, but I'm weary. I'm weary of all of it. I imagine that you probably are too. We desperately need to hear the promise of the Bible. We desperately need for God to give us the strength and the courage to rise above the troubles of this world, to run with joy and to never lose hope. In this insane time, we need hope. We need the power of God. This is what the people of that day needed too, because they didn't know it, but they were about to be exiled and they were about to be held captive. They were, Isaiah knew, going to be tired, frustrated, and afraid. And so he reminded them of God's comfort and God's power. May I suggest that God wants us to hear this message today. This message through Isaiah is just as important right now as it was when Isaiah spoke those words. We need strength like they did. We need hope like they did. We need power like they did. We need to know that love conquers all. Maybe we need this word in our personal life as well. Not only do the unbelievable events, things we never saw coming in this world have us weary, but maybe some things in our own lives are wearing us down as well. Sometimes life, even without coronavirus, seems like an endless cycle of sufferings. There's always loss, and that's been multiplied in just an amazing amount in recent months. But it seems like life is just so full of death, regret, broken relationships, sickness, physical pain, exhaustion, and it's all magnified these days. When we read what this text promises, that God can renew our strength, give us power to fly above our troubles, and give us endurance in life, we think, yes, please, sign me up. I could use some of that right now. I think all of us could use the power of God right now in our lives. But how do we find it? 
Are these words from Isaiah just false hope? Are they Isaiah writing some pretty stuff about God to make us feel better? Or is he really telling us something that we can grab onto and we can use today in 2021? Yes, it is beautiful to read. But exactly how do we find renewed strength? How do we find the ability to rise above our problems and soar like the eagles? How do we get the courage to walk through this mess and not be afraid? Well, not only are these words from Isaiah beautiful, but they're also very practical. The prophet doesn't tell us that God can give us power. That doesn't just tell us that God can give us power and strength. He tells us how to get it. So let's take a closer look at these verses and let's find out how we can grab onto it and apply it to our lives today. If we listen closely and open our hearts, God will renew our strength and give us power for living these days. Isaiah tells us, first of all, that God is not a temporary God. God is not a limited God. God is not a part-time God. God is not an absent God. What does Isaiah say? In verse 28, he says very clearly, the Lord is an everlasting God. And that means something to us. It means that God is forever. He is the beginning. He is the end. He will last forever. But to me, it also means that only an everlasting God would have the patience and long-suffering to outlast all the bad stuff. You see, as bad as this last year's events have been, they are not going to last forever. It may seem that way at times, but they're not. They will fade away. God will not. Only God is everlasting. Only God has the strength, the wisdom, and the patience to outlast any of our trials. Remember on the cross that evil was defeated and some of this stuff going on these days in our nation is evil throwing a party. Evil knows that it has lost in the end and that God has won and will always win. And when the kingdom comes, all the wounds will be healed. The scriptures tell us that all the tears will be wiped away. But that doesn't mean that it won't throw a party when it can and while it can. When Tony Campolo was 16 years old, he attended his first funeral at a black Baptist church. He said, I was there because my good friend Clarence had passed away. Clarence wasn't young, but he wasn't old either. And my heart was broken that my friend had died so suddenly. The pastor began the service by talking about the resurrection and the glory of that day that was coming. He left the pulpit, walked down and spoke directly to Clarence's family. He talked to them about the 14th chapter of John, where Jesus said, Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and I wouldn't have told you this if it weren't so. And I'm going to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. And then he did something really strange. He turned away from the family, and he approached the casket. And he began talking to Clarence. The pastor said, Clarence? And he said it with such authority that it was as if 
Clarence might sit up and say, what is it, Pastor? He said, Clarence, you left us too fast. You left us too soon. And then he recalled the story of Clarence's life. And he told of the many ways that Clarence had blessed so many people with his life, his church, his family, strangers, people in the neighborhood, everyone he knew. And then he concluded, now Clarence, we have said it all. There's only one thing left to say. And with that, he grabbed the lid of the casket and he slammed it shut. And he said, good night, Clarence. He turned toward the stunned congregation and said it again. Good night, Clarence. And then a big smile broke out on his face and he said, we'll see you in the morning. Good night, Clarence, because God is going to give you a good morning up there. Good night, Clarence, because God is giving you a good, good morning right now. I know, I know he is. I know there's a good morning up there. And then in typical black congregation style, the organ began to play and the choir began to sing. On that great getting up morning, we're going to rise, we're going to rise. On that great getting up morning, we're going to rise. And the pastor and the congregation began to sing with them. And the people moved into the aisles, hugging and crying and laughing and crying some more. Singing with the choir and with Clarence and with all the other, others in the great cloud of witnesses who had gone on before them. We have a God who is greater than evil. We have a God who is greater than death. That's why Isaiah tells us this next great truth. Also in verse 28, he does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and he strengthens the powerless. We get weary. I'm tired. But God does not. We might get tired and feel hopeless. God does not. We might get discouraged. But God does not. And why? Because God is God. Because God's ways are higher than our ways. God can operate in this present world in ways that we don't begin to understand. That's why it says... God's understanding is unsearchable. We can't understand how God can operate in the midst of all this craziness and why he would put up with it, but we do understand that he does and that he's working in this world today. And when we really let this sink in, we'll be empowered and we'll be strengthened. So are you weary today? Don't lean on your own understanding. Lean on God. God will give you strength. Do you feel powerless? Lean on God. God will give you power and patience. Someone wrote that to say God's understanding is unfathomable is to rest on a wisdom greater, kinder, gentler, and more clever than us. Our place is just to trust that God is working 
and that God understands our suffering. But how do we do this? Take a look at what Isaiah says next. In verses 30 and 31, he tells us how to trust God and how to find the strength that we need right now. He says, even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Did you hear that? Did you hear those six words? Those who wait for the Lord. What does that mean? Sit back and say, What's ne- what next? What's going to happen next? By the way, don't ever ask that question. You'll get an answer. Instead, how about this? How is God going to show up in this situation next? That's what it means to wait for the Lord. Waiting for the Lord means to turn to God during your times of trouble and wait expecting God to show up. And when we do find that God shows up, let's remember to not only notice it, but speak of it, discuss it, tell others about it. Let's always be looking out for glimpses of God. I've seen many, many good things happen in this past year. I have a group of friends who were not my friends last March. And now they're some of my closest confidants because of COVID. We meet online once a week and we discuss things. Things that we never were able to, we just weren't able to get together as often and we weren't able to become as close as we've managed to become because of our weekly gatherings. And it's online. A lot of good things are coming out of this, but you've got to look for them. You've just got to look for them. And when we wait for God, believing that he's going to show up, we will find strength. Just the very act of waiting for God and expecting him to show up, expecting something good to come of this, even in the middle of it. Just that act gives us hope and strength. So instead of asking what next, can we just ask, what will God do next? Where do you see God at work? Yeah, we all see and hear the terrible stories in the news. But you know what we don't hear enough about? The way that God responds to the evil, to the pain and to the suffering in this world. We don't hear enough of those stories. Because let me tell you, God's power and God's love and God's people, love and power, are alive and well in 2021 and were all the way through, was all the way through 2020. Wait on that. Put your faith in that. And you will find renewed strength. Take a look at what Isaiah says happens when we wait for God to show up. Here's what happens. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings. I love these words. They shall mount up with wings like eagles and they shall run and not be weary. Not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. One translation of that phrase, mount up with wings like eagles, one translation says, they shall put on wings. Put on wings. If we wait expectantly for the Lord, we'll put on wings and we'll rise above the difficulties of this life. 
Waiting on God gives you wings. So where exactly is God showing up in this messed up world today? Here's a story from CNN.com about what happened in Dallas a little while back. Many Americans today, I quote, this, I quote the column as it was printed, many Americans today are left wondering how divided their nation is. If some events during this week are any indicator, then there might be more hope for unity than we thought. According to a video, another Black Lives Matter protest began in Dallas. A counter-protest formed across the street. A representative from the Black Lives Matter protest and a representative from the counter-protest met each other in the middle of the street and shook hands. The Black Lives Matter protesters crossed the street and together they joined forces with the counter-protesters. The video showed men and women, both black and white, introducing themselves to one another, embracing one another, shaking hands and offering words of encouragement. Someone could be heard in the crowd saying, we're all brothers and sisters. Another one said, this is how you kick down a wall. And then one other said, we all matter. It's time to stop this. No more walls, said the Black Lives Matter representative. Today, we hope that we're showing the rest of the country how we came together. The two leaders had their arm around each other. After everybody came together, the participants joined in a circle of prayer for their city and for their country. The officers who were guarding both sides also joined in the prayer. See, there was a situation we're in the midst of what could have been turmoil. God showed up. After everyone, after it was all said and done, one of the officers said those exact words. Today, God showed up. Folks, God is at work in this world. Always has been and will continue until the end of the world. God always shows up. Don't ask what next. Ask, what is God going to do next? We do that when we wait for him expectantly. It'll give us wings. Be on the lookout. Be watching. Look for opportunities to share and to see God show up. If we watch for him, we'll see him. You can count on it. Amen.